previously on the Crenshaw Corner. Sometimes you need a good cry just to break down. And my mama tell you, my mom, she's all about the Bible, so she's going to tell me, tell me everything that I need to hear and uh, what I need to read and, and just to know that she's there, you know. Yeah. And if uh, if I need anything, if I need if I if I need to just to talk to somebody, then she's always there. But but like you said, I need somebody other than her sometimes. So I might want to go ahead and get that therapist. But because it, it get kind of it get kind of hectic when you let that let that closet get full mm. and all that stuff going going on, and you don't and you ain't dealt with it yet. Yeah, I said one thing to that thing about like you know you're not really knowing them. I think that's the importance of at least trying to vet like a therapist out mm-hmm. first. But then that's the cool thing. Like they don't know nothing about they you. Don't know nothing about they don't them. know yeah. your family to go ask them like what you really think about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they know about what you tell them. That's yeah, the right. point of the honesty of it, because then they can only help you through that. But family what's up family what's up i didn't see you there hi guys and welcome back to another edition of the crenshaw corner i am your host sanchez crenshaw and as always i am joined by the absolute best part of my day that's me y'all how y'all feeling yes i am the apple of my eye i am the apple the wind beneath my wings you're like I overlook certain things. Okay. I'm going to overlook that. Okay, great. That tone, because I'm not sure what note that actually was. It's more operatic. and I'm- I don't, I've, I've been to some operas. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard that particular note in any opera I've attended. So you we know, gonna head and bypass I'm, that one because I'm a creative spirit. But but yes, y'all, mm. I lift him up where he the belongs. The wind beneath my wings. I lift him up where he belongs, y'all. The rib that completes me. He's complete. The Jamie to my Paul. Come on, you got this. Jamie and Paul. Jamie and Paul, you got this. Is a guy and a girl or two guys? Cause Jay, no, because Jake, don't play with me. Because Jamie could go either way. Ma'am, why would I say? Why would I say you are the man to my man? Right, this is true. That was crazy. Why would I say that? That was man? crazy. That was crazy. So, Jay, okay, Jamie and Paul. Jamie, yes, ma'am. Jamie and Paul. Jamie, based in New York, Manhattan, actually. Well, we are just Sex in the City, so we know not, that ain't not it. Sex in the City. Jamie and Paul. Who he was a film. He was a documentary filmmaker. She was in public relations. It documented their life. You don't even know, want to know what I was thinking, but it, go ahead. What were you thinking? Because those, if I tell you, you're gonna be like, baby, I didn't even say those names, so well, let you, it go. No, go ahead. I, I need to know now. What I were was you thinking, thinking Mork and Mindy, but no, let's move on. So, Why is Mork and Mindy always I, your default? I, I just don't know. Wait. I didn't say Mork from Ork. I, just I didn't say Nanu Nanu. That's what I, I said. I didn't say nothing about suspenders or a colored shirt. That's what I said. That's why I was like, how I, is Mork I, from Ork? How is Mork and Mindy always your default? Tried to let you know what was gonna come out my mouth, and you told me to let it come out my mouth. I don't know. Jamie and Paul They were newlyweds Are you gonna keep going Like it's gonna kinda, make it happen Showed about their marriage And their relationship And their day to day life I don't know Jamie Paul Mad about you Paul Riser Helen Hunt Why are you looking at me like that Because <laughs> Why is that the look You're giving me right now I'm confused because you The way you made this seem Like I was gonna really Like I Baby If nothing else I guarantee you, family. It was a really good family, show. Reach out to me, family. Paul Rise is funny. Somebody Helen Hunt. Somebody needs to Helen reach Hunt out is a to really great actress. And tell me that you know mad about you. For, uh, see, p- see, ooh, I, ooh, see, ooh, ooh, see. Ooh. Family, we got we got one ooh. on on site right ooh. now that knows what I'm talking about, so, and we will introduce shortly. But ooh, see, ooh, I'm not I out here wait. being crazy. I can't wait to the introduction. Go on and finish this stuff. 
Oh, mad about you? It was I a do, great show, I man. Do, I'm, I'm mad about this. What? See, this is what I'm I, talking I, about. <laughs> that you thought I knew that. Family, I know I'm not by myself. Ain't nobody know that. Uh, I'm sorry, but the young lady that's sitting immediately to your left. Well, the professor knows everything. Well, we'll get into that shortly. <laughs> we'll get into that shortly. Um, quick question for you, though. Hi. You going to introduce yourself? Yeah, I, you know what, You going to tell the family your name? What's going on, guys? What is going on, guys? I am Angela Crenshaw. Guys, what is That is my wife, family. On? I'm his family, wife. That's my wife. She is. And I choose, and I to, I choose to keep her. Per- I am a knowledgeable person, but the mess <laughs> that my husband keep bringing at me. It was, it was only a nationally syndicated sitcom that was on NBC in prime time and ran for like seven or eight seasons. I mean, what year was that? Uh, or late mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And what, 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 what's mid time time? I want to say, I want to say early, I want to say early to mid nineties. Like, mm-hmm. And what time was it on? Please, it, sir. It was like eight o'clock. Nah, bro. About that time, I was probably watching something else that was better than Mad at Me. First of all, who's mad at me? I don't know because the show is mad about you. No, but I'm mad at me right now. We're gonna go ahead and let that ride, family. We're gonna go ahead and let that ride, family. Hey guys. First of all, we want to thank you for listening. Oh my god, thank you guys. However you're listening, whether it's on iTunes, whether it's on Podbean, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple Music, whether it's on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, come on, or on our own personal website at www. CrenshawCorner.com Family we thank you so much For thank being here Thank you guys here. so much For being here Seriously We As love you guys always For our new family members What up returners What's I, up I said our new Family members I did You know How what? we jump to the return Because While you say the new I wanted to say hi To the returners But can I Can I thank the new family members I thought members we was just first? gonna go Back and forth We back wasn't and forth. Okay, We wasn't I'm sorry That was a um, Hi guys hi You new. rudely interrupted me yeah, Is what you did people. I profess I'm gonna need you To handle her shortly Teach her some etiquettes mm, Cause that's just not how you do Another things. therapy session For me I'm just time. saying I'm just saying time. So once again New Hi, family members. Hi, guys. We're glad you're here. So glad you're here. <laughs> However, you found us, whether you just came upon us, whether you saw one of our social media, Stumbled. whether Stumbled you were recommended, uh, we thank you so much for yes. being here. Uh, uh, we we know we're not going to say we hope. We're going to say that we know that you're going to take something away from this particular yeah, episode. Absolutely. Um, we hope that you take something away from every episode. Yeah. But because of the person that's sitting in the room with us today, yes. we know. That you're going to need a notebook, a pen, a pins. pad. Get your iPad, your Mac, mm-hmm. your Samsung tablet. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need to take notes on all of them. Get your pants. Get your pants and your papers. And your papers. Take your baby's crayon because you're going to need to buy. take some notes. You might need a permanent marker. But go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. You okay? Yeah, can I do my return? Go ahead for our returning family up? members. <laughs> What's up, returners? What is up? We are so glad that you have came back to the Crenshaw Corner. We are happy you're here. Appreciate we you. We really do. We love you, and we are happy that you are here. The new people, we love you guys too. And if you're asking, how can I be a returner? Come on and come back. To Just the listen next to episode. the next episode. Yes. That's all you got to do. And you're automatically family getting and my returning family member. Oh, we're not doing macaroni and cheese this year. We're doing, we doing potato salad. Now it better be the right one. It is the right. I'm just saying because y'all get. Right, I'm the right just saying. No, I'm just saying because y'all getting crazy out here yeah, with the potato are. salad. Potato salad is a basic, really yeah, simple recipe. Y'all be adding too we much getting to creative. We putting walnuts and pecans yeah. and putting raisins and cranberries Ugh. all in the. Just keep it basic. It's, it's called potato. potato. Salad. salad that is the main ingredient is a potato so let me ask a question because What's up? this is the issue with potato salad what are we talking about what particular ma- I, I 
ask, I'll, I'll wait to the professor when we all can talk about it. Okay. Go ahead. I got a question. Yeah. Well, family, also, we consider ourselves an interactive podcast. Yes, we are. Which means we can be found on the socials. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok. All under the Crenshaw Corner. And of course, you can email us at any time at thecrenshawcorner at yes, gmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Yes, now, God family, just to let you know that we need a favor from you guys. We need you guys to go ahead and add some comments, add a review on anything that we do. We want to hear from you and continue to hear from you. We want five stars, four stars. I mean, just start No, we out. take five. We take we five. We take five. Only we five. Take five. You know if you thought about doing three, just go ahead and hit five. Mm-hmm. If you felt like we was only two, just hit five. Yeah, because I believe that you believe that you are overachiever. So giving someone two doesn't overachieve. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, if you, so overachievers, hit five. Hit if five. you don't like us, still hit five. Yeah, because you're overachiever. Mm-hmm. Move on with your life. It makes you feel good about yourself. It does. Mm-hmm. It's it your does. good deed for the it's day. It's your good deed That's for the day. That's your charity. So family, without further ado. Because you know my wife She'll keep going left And keep going left Until we back into a full circle Mm -hmm. So we are gonna go ahead And bypass Yes So family I am excited I am I am excited Because Yes we have The most wonderful list Guest for you today Yes Yeah I'm gonna keep hyping you up I'm Mm -hmm. gonna keep hyping you up Yes we are Yes we are Um, We are Blessed and honored to have this young lady with us today. Yes, we are. Yes, um, we so are. Before, I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Yes. So please introduce yourself to the family. Tell them what you about, sis. What's up, fam? My name is Tracy Massey. Uh-huh. I am a certified grief coach and founder of Living My Empowered Life, mm-hmm. where we teach people how to disrupt the cycle of grief and thrive in their new normal. Mm. Thriving their new normal. Did you see how she tried to play that? I did. All sweet and humble. All sweet and humble. The professor. So she gonna act like she ain't got a podcast. She ain't got a. I mean, you just out here. Well, we gonna get into that. You just out here acting like. Oh she yeah. Just like I'm just doing my best. Oh yeah. Because before <laughs> this these ends, little things. Right. Oh yeah. We gonna do some self promotion before yes. this whole so thing. She just yeah. act like she ain't even out here changing the world yeah. over the airways herself. But we gonna get you one, for that. But go ahead. One podcast at one a time. One podcast changing at a time, world. sis. First of all, y'all are crazy. One <laughs> I, I knew that and I'm sitting over here in the chair watching y'all and hearing y'all do your introduction versus being at home listening uh-huh. to it. I was dying behind the microphone. <laughs> that now, was so hard to hold that laugh. Now the one thing I noticed though yeah. when my wife put the question out family who know this show family? I noticed your hand went up. Yeah I raised my hand. Because you're familiar with Matt about I, you. I knew the answer. What immediately? Yes. Yes, I knew. You watched it? Mm-hmm. I did. And I'm sorry. She said immediately. Mm-hmm. What knew here, the answer? Here's the thing. She's a professor. She knows everything. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So I'm just saying. Before we get into it, you said you had a question. Yes. What's okay. Up? Potato salad. What about what it? What mayonnaise do you guys use? Oh, it's only one mayonnaise to use. What's that? Dukes. Uh huh. You? I hate Dukes. Ooh, I don't like dudes. It's Are you not like dudes? No. Like that is the mayonnaise of mayonnaise. No, that's no, not. What y'all miracle with family? What y'all miracle no. with people? Oh, Hellman's, like bro. Hellman's. Hellman's goes in a potato salad. Yes. Hellman's Hel- is not even a real mayonnaise. Hellman's, <laughs> Hellman's is a dressing. See, you trying to make me cough. See, that's that food. It's thing. not even a real mayonnaise. It's a, it's a dressing. The fact that you even said miracle whip. I'm just saying. Miracle Whip is so sweet. You don't put that in potato salad. No, you put Dukes in potato salad. Nah, you put Hellman's, bruh. Yeah, okay, whatever. Bring out the taste. Bring out Family, the Hellman's, whatever. All I'm just first look, of all, you, you know oh, it's Hellman because you know the commercial. Come no, on, no, no, no. I know on. what it is. I know what it is. What? I got it. Y'all grew up bougie. 
That's what it is. Y'all no, had a little money. No, y'all grew up no, no, y'all grew up no, middle no. class. I grew up in the projects. Uh, no, I grew up, up in the hood. Up, up I grew up in South upper middle projects. Southeast DC. <laughs> <laughs> no, Southeast DC. We had the block cheese, the government cheese. We did too, sis. Yeah, you know, we had all that. We had look, we had the coupon book of the food stamps. Yeah. Yes, honey, rip it out. I knew the yeah, colors. Yeah, the dollar was colors. brown. Was a dollar. Mm-hmm. Hey, five, I'm, five was no ten was green. I think five. No, five wasn't red. Who was? Who was red? We gonna do this right now. Twenty. I mean, we gonna come on out here. Yeah. Do you know that? Side note: That one day, uh, one holiday, our oldest son. Do you remember? Oh yeah. He was. He was laughing about food stamps. He was like, "Yo, I would. Yo, I wish we would have just kept one or whatever the case is. I found one from that someone still had." Framed it and gave it to him as a Christmas gift. Wow. He still has it to he this just day. Wanted, he just wanted the old food stamp. He just wanted the old food stamp. But I was like, I'm going to find him my old food stamps. Framed wow. it in the whole night. Actually, though, so, yeah. with you being from D.C., I'm surprised you didn't say mambo sauce goes in. Look, no, <laughs> you don't put the mambo sauce in the potato salad. <laughs> what is mambo sauce, y'all? What? Wait, wait whoa. M- mambo sauce, it's a, it's a D.C. thing. It really is a D.C. thing. Uh-huh. It's like the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. What but is it's that? More, I'm going to have to bring you some. But what does it do? It's it's, it's more for chicken though, right? Yeah, yeah, but you can put it you can put it on everything. You can put it tastes amazing on chicken and fried fish. I put it on French fries, like everything. If y'all can see the excitement on her face talking yeah. about this right here, you that's all. That. I'm gonna have to bring you some. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm I'm open. I am open. And it I comes in spicy and it comes in mild. Ah, and I get uh, both. I'm a just I'm a mild, don't you? Yeah, because mayonnaise is too spicy for her, so. Oh, you gotta give her. He's such a hater. I'm he's just a, saying. He's a hater of a helmets. But anyway, no. We listen. Go ahead, my love. I'm just saying. So, family, we're gonna jump into it. Um, this is gonna be a little different episode than mm-hmm. typically what we'll do. And the uh, the main purpose for having Professor Tracy, uh huh, Professor Tracy, mm-hmm, Professor Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason for having Tracy here today, it's because we're going into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason my wife had mentioned season of grief, mm-hmm. because we're coming into the holiday season. We're coming yeah. into the Thanksgivings, the Christmas, with the New Year's, mm-hmm. um, where it's that time of the year where people are missing people in their lives. Mm-hmm. They are feeling a little less happy feeling depressed these were worse feeling depressed Mm -hmm. and kind of going through some things and so we just wanted to invite you because this is what you do this is this is your profession like you said your professional grief counselor gifting and anointing to do this so kind of if you don't mind let's start with just a little bit of background on you like who are you Oh well. Now that you asked, that's a loaded question. Well, um, for one, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I yes. love Jesus. That's my boot thing. Yeah, at all times, that's my boot thing. Holy Spirit, that's my boot. That's my ace. You know, um, and honestly, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would be where I am right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but child of God, I'm from originally from Washington D.C., but grew up in South Carolina, so I'm a bougie country girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. okay. Um, <laughs> that's why we using helmets. I knew it. I knew that was a reason. That was some bougieness in there. I knew it was a reason. Y'all see me all the time. You know I'm bougie. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm bougie. Oh, we see all the time. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know. Bougetto. Hello. <laughs> um, I love to laugh. I love to enjoy life. Um, love to read. I love to travel. Um, I love being around people who just feel my soul. Right. My spirit. Mm. Um, there's so many different aspects of me mm-hmm. yeah but um at the end of the day i'm your residential homegirl okay woman. so i'm the one that's going to cheer you on and right. going to tell you like it why you tell me you can't do something i'm like why okay right. like give me give me a valid reason 
right. why you can't. And I can guarantee you there there's some kind of rooted trauma or fear or something attached to that. So okay. what we do is we get to the root right. yeah, of that problem. And then we're like, no, we're going to kill this at the root and we're going to plant a new seed and we're going to water that seed and watch God bring the harvest. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to pose one more question and I'm going to turn it over to you because I, I know you have a, a lot of questions in your stash. Um, and please hear my heart when I ask this question and I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't, I don't, I can't speaking for myself. I didn't know anyone growing up saying, Hey, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a grief counselor. I, w- I want to deal with people who are dealing with, with losses. Mm-hmm. That's not typically something, you know, that mm-hmm. you right. seek to purposely getting to. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious your journey to become a grief counselor. How do we get to grief counselor? Well, in 2006, my daughter passed away. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And that was the catalyst of where I am now because there was at the time it was 16 years ago this okay. year um 2023 was 17 years right. at the time there was nobody there who could tell me what I was dealing with mm. you know there was nobody there that can explain grief to me I didn't understand why I was angry with God you know everybody in the church was saying go pray about it pastor right. pastor was saying go pray about mm-hmm. it I was like but I don't want to pray Right, right. I don't like God right now. I'm upset with him. Mm -hmm. He did this to me. So I was very angry, very sad, angry with my daughter, angry with everybody. And at that point, I knew that I needed two things. I needed professional help Mm -hmm. and I needed God to get me out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went on a journey of finding out who I was Um, because when my daughter passed, when I had my daughter, I was 16. So we grew up together. So my entire life was being somebody's mom. So Mm -hmm. I had always been somebody's mom, somebody's daughter. At this point in my life, my mom was gone. My daughter was gone. And I had no idea who I was. So I went on this whole journey of who is Tracy? What does she like? Da, 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 da. Um, So how I fell into this, because I literally fell into it. <laughs> um, I'm a certified life coach too. So I've been a life coach for ooh, maybe 10 years. I don't even, I haven't even been keeping up with the time. Y'all. <laughs> but it's been a minute. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So I became, I've always had a fascination with psychology okay. and um, social work and things like that. So it just kind of evolved into that. So right. I became a life coach and I was teaching people how to, I would say, set and slay your goals. I'm mm-hmm. like, you can do anything. Just focus, do anything. And what I was finding when I was working with people, they were dealing with this heaviness of grief. And it wasn't just death. It was losing um, a job or losing the life Mm. that they thought they would have. So it's like this big aspect of grief. And so I'm very inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you're coming to me with this, then I have to deal with this aspect of it. So how do I do that? And I was not going to um, go into an area that I was not knowledgeable about. I don't ever want to do that. Right. Because I take this very seriously because I feel like whoever God allows to bring into my life, I have their blood on my hands. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So not necessarily his blood, but, you know, I'm responsible responsible for what I know. Absolutely. And so I say, you know, let me see if there's a certification out here or some kind of course that I can take just to have this tool under my belt. So barely made it through the certification because (laughs) (laughs) when I tell you the instructor, God bless her. I, I barely made it because I felt so depressed. Okay. Oh my Even though I was enjoying what I was learning, it was just the the, the energy that she was giving off. Mm. Right. And you know how y'all ever y'all know how sometimes um how funeral home directors talk. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's how she taught this class. The whole class. The whole class. The whole class. Oh, that's so monotone. Just nothing. Oh, my Lord. I wanted to cry. Even if you're not depressed, you depressed by the time she Uh finished. Right. I would literally get out of class Uh and turn on Golden Girls. (laughs) Anything. Or Mark. Like something. Thank you for being a friend. Yes. Yes. Like something to bring me back out of that because I was like, this ain't it. Right. And so when I finished, because I had to finish what I was start when right. I started. Right. When I finished, I said, "You know what? I'm not even going to tell anybody I do this because <laughs> what we're not going to do is what she just did." And so that be- <laughs> that became- oh, we's not fence. I didn't do. Yeah, what you been doing all these six months? Nothing. 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 I've been chilling. I've been okay. chilling at home. Thank y'all. So it was that became a conflict because nothing about me looked like grief. Mm. And as I was doing, because you know they say research everybody. So right. As I was doing my research, everybody was looking the same. Mm. And I said, I don't, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't fit into this. I'm gonna have people confused. All this, then the third, and then I went to a, a conference and I messed around and said that I had this certification. Why did I do that? Everybody in the room was like, you need to be doing grief. You need to be coaching people through grief, blah, 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 blah. And I said the same thing I just said here. I don't look like grief. And they were like, that's why you need to do it. I right. mean, I was in a room full of black women. So, right. you know, right. know, all the hands. Auntie and them, all the hands. Auntie's going to express themselves. Yes. Honey, everything. Next was rolling. Fingers were pointing. Everything. <laughs> it was hilarious. And so they were like, that's why you need to do it. And then after a while, you know, I didn't do it because I was like, I fought it. I right. thought it. But after a while, every time I talked to somebody, they mm. were dealing with grief. Right. Every time I would say, you know, I have the certification, they, everybody was saying, that's why you need to coach people because you don't look like people need to know that there is hope in this. Yeah. You need to teach them how you did it. Right. And so eventually we got here. Wow. And I, I realized I'm able to coach people through it because I'm in a healing space. I'm on my healing journey. I'm a little bit further than a lot of people. Right. But the um, statistically, unfortunately, what it show, um, what statistics show is a lot of people don't get to that stage of acceptance. Mm. And it's about, I think the last statistics I saw was about 87% of people don't even get to wow. um, acceptance as being your final stage of grief. Right. And the thing is, I, I want to, I want to teach people that, yes, you're going to always have grief. Grief is going to always be present. Right. Right. It's not that you experience it. It's how you experience it. Mm-hmm. How do you get from not wanting to get out of the bed right. to actually sitting up in the bed? So right. I teach my clients, when you sit up in the bed, baby, that's a victory. We're going yeah. to count that. Right. Yeah. So the next thing is, let's put your feet on the floor. Mm-hmm. Next thing is, let's stand up. You don't have to go anywhere. Stand up. Yeah. All right, and let's make it into the bathroom so you can brush your teeth, wash your right. face, because I know you're stinking. Right. Let's go and get <laughs> let's, clean. Let's get clean. Because right. I bet you when you clean yourself up, you feel better. You, yeah. feel you know, better. so it's just those little, I take people step by step by step on their grief journey, and eventually they get to a point where they don't need me mm-hmm. because I'm giving them the tools that they need to continue on their journey. On their journey. And you can right. always check in, but you don't need me to hold your hand. Right. And that's my ultimate goal. When I see my clients have wins, oh, baby, we celebrate. Yes. We celebrate. And I don't care how big or small the win is. We celebrate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say this. So I'm just go backtrack for a moment. Something that you said um, previously that, that resonated was um, when people hear grief, they automatically associate it with losing a loved one. Mm-hmm. Not, But what you said was helping people not only deal with grief with losing a loved one, but losing themselves themselves losing a job losing their identity because I think a lot of times people get so stuck in situation because they haven't grieved situations Mm -hmm. have you seen that as well absolutely yeah so let's talk about that like 
because because I know we're going to get into grieving a person because you gave me a high moment. We'll talk about a high moment that you gave me on one of your um, two teeth. Tuesday teas is it tea Tuesday tea time Tuesday, tea time Tuesday. <laughs> and so I want to talk about that but um but a lot of people I don't think they understand that they can grieve those things I think they mm-hmm. think they should just move past it how mm-hmm. I, what do you say to those that understand it's not talk about you can lose something else other than a loved one that you need to grieve over how, what has been your experience with yeah. that oh gosh <laughs> people what I've experienced is people don't understand what grief is it's not mm. just death. like so, so it's death of a thing it's not just death of a person right so you can like I said you can grieve the life that you thought you would have mm-hmm. it's like I've been dealing with that myself right. you know at a, at, a, at my big age mm-hmm. certain things that I wanted to have accomplished by this age that has not happened right so I've had to grieve what I thought my life would look like right wow. in the same space of celebrating how my life actually it is. is yeah yeah because yeah. it's actually better than what I wanted right <laughs> you Come know on now but um, people don't realize that grief is something that's going to always be with us because we mm-hmm. have life as well. Right. And life, I say this all the time, life be life. Oh, Lord, life, life be life. Be life. life, be life. That life is my favorite Ooh, phrase right now. Life be life. <laughs> life be life. Life yes. be life. So, you know, stuff pops off and then you're like, oh, it hits you. And then people want to rush through the process. Nobody mm-hmm. likes the process. Yeah. Nobody likes the process. But the process is necessary because two things are going to happen. You're going to grow from it if you go through the process. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to flourish from it. Well, actually, three things. You'll be able to help somebody else. Right. And we don't want to go through the process because it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, especially in the black community and especially with black women, mm-hmm. black men, too. Y'all do this, too. You don't want to feel that hurt. Like, I'm good. I'm all right. And no, you're not. Yeah, you're that's dying. That's favorite line. Yeah. You're dying. You're yeah. dying inside. And you don't yeah. even realize that you're dying. You're actually rotting from the inside out. Oof. And you have to deal uh-uh. with that. Stop right there. <laughs> Stop right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Say it again. Because yep. I think I, that is, just say, just say that part again there. What? Rotting from the, the inside, inside out. out. Mm-hmm. So when they when you're asking yourself why do I have acne, high blood pressure, cholesterol, Honey. why I'm losing my hair, mm-hmm. and all of these things, this is why it's manifesting that Ooh. way. And what people don't realize is grief can affect you spiritually. Ooh. Grief affects you physically. Come it on, affects your mind. It wow. affects everything, and all of it's talk- like your body is the book. Um, your body keeps the score. Mm. Your body actually tells you, you know, you're not dealing with something. Something's off. So mm. if you're losing your hair out of some kind of, you know, for no reason that yeah. you think, go back and look. What what has been happening in your life? Yeah. What's been going on? You losing weight? Like one of the telltale, everybody thinks because you lose a lot of weight. Oh, you just live. No, it's something that's that's rooted in you. And your body is trying to tell you, get some help. Yeah. So oh. we cause ourselves to rot from the inside out because we don't deal with that stuff. Stuff. And when we grieve, it's it's like, I think of it like, have you ever had like a really, really good meal? Like Thanksgiving's coming up, child. Let's talk about it. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows you go to Thanksgiving dinner, you got your comfy clothes on. Mm-hmm. But when you keep eating throughout the day, what happens? That food ends up feeling like it's a rock stuck oh, in your belly. It's just stuck. That's how grief is. Mm. It's like a rock that's stuck, stuck in your belly. And until you deal with it, it's just going to sit there. And on top of that, it's going to continue you to pile up because you're not dealing with the original grief that you felt right oh so like when my daughter left here my mom had passed away several years before that but because i never dealt with it i kept moving on right. mm. i never dealt with it so when my daughter left here it was like oh god oh oh god like, everything was toxic yeah and so i had to basically destroy all of that and i'm not saying it happened overnight it took years i was in bondage for 10 
whole years before I figured out, okay, let me go back to the drawing board and figure this out. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'm, I thank God that he allowed me to go through that process because I've experienced every, every type of grief you can think of. And I did not like it at all. But I realized that it was a purpose for that because now I can speak on it and I can, God allows me to recognize it. And I'm like, nope. That's not, you can tell me this is what you're feeling, but let me tell you what the Lord is saying. Right. Come on. And we're going to go here. Yeah. And a lot of times it's to, to see the weight actually lift off of mm-hmm. people's shoulders. You know, that's the most rewarding part because I'm like, now you can be who God has called you to be because you're not masking behind that pain that you never wanted to feel. Wow. I do have a question. Um, this is actually kind of a personal, I'm going to get um, selfish. Okay. I want your, <clears throat> I want your professional opinion okay. on some selfish matters <laughs> <laughs> from this point in time. So I've spoken about this before. The family knows. Um, so for me personally, from the age of 11 to 13 ish, I experienced a lot of, of death within my life, starting with the death of my brother, who was was brutally murdered um, feet from my home mm-hmm. to because that happened in August. And then in January, February, my grandfather passed away from sources of the liver the battle he was fighting. And then shortly after that, I had a best friend who basically was she was sick since birth. Um, she made it to 16 and then God called her home as well. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation I want you to have, it's because you, you kind of touched on it earlier when you said when you went through the loss of your daughter, there was nobody that could really help you through and, and talk to you about really what grief. And I've said it before. And like you, I'm a man of God. I love God. And there is nothing I want more than God in my life. But when you're dealing with a child and the first thing you say to him is just just pray about it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing with that. So what I want you to do is talk to that adult who's dealing with a child who's dealing with grief. Because I think a lot of the times we don't think about that concept. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as an adult, we're we're in our own stuff. So we don't think that that child, that our child or our nephew or cousin, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. because their child, well, they don't really understand what's going on. And I think people for the lack of a better term, because they think we don't understand what's going on, but we know more than we they think we know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so we don't know how to process it. So how would you how would you start a conversation with someone who is dealing with a child who's dealing with grief, but they have no idea what to do? Mm. Does that question make sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay. So let me take you back to when my daughter was here and my mom passed away. Right. My daughter was five years old. Okay. And so we all think that Children, like you said, they don't understand, but right. yeah, kids got plenty of sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. So I had to figure out a way to explain to my child that her grandmother, we won't see her on this earth anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And this was even before I, became, you know, came to be who I am. Right. But I had to figure out how can I explain this to my child and, and leave the door open for her to come and ask questions. Mm-hmm. So one thing I did was I really believe this was Holy Spirit because... There's no way I could have came up with that. Right, <laughs> I was right, like 22. Right, right. I was like 22 and fresh off the boat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not fresh off Not the fresh boat. Fresh off the boat. <laughs> fresh off the boat. But what I did was I had to think like a five-year-old. And so I went to her and I explained to her, baby girl, grandma has, I didn't tell her grandma has gone to sleep because I'm like, I don't want my child to be scared to go to sleep. Right. Now she ain't never sleeping again. She ain't never sleeping again. Right. And if she doesn't sleep, that means I'm not going to sleep and I'm going to be grumpy. Right. But <laughs> I went to like five-year-old brain and I said, okay, I sat her down and said, grandma has gone on to heaven. 
You know, Jesus called her home, that thing. And I said, when you see a butterfly, that's grandma just coming back to check on us. Just say, hey, grandma, we're okay, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And my baby did that till the day that she left this earth. Right. Wow. But as we had that conversation, I said, do you have any questions? And she asked me a couple questions and we went through that conversation. I said, if you think of any more questions, you know, always come to mommy and ask. Mm -hmm. But I was looking, watching her to make sure that she was still functioning as a five-year-old. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is go and have the conversation with your kid. Ask them questions. Allow them to ask you questions and be real with them. Mm -hmm. You know, don't have an adult conversation. Think on their level. You know the maturity of your child. You know right. the thought process of your, of your child. Mm -hmm. Have a conversation on their level and allow them to come to you with the real true questions. Right. And at the end of the day, if you see your child doing something different because children can deal with depression too, mm -hmm. don't be ashamed to go and get professional help. Absolutely. Because a lot of times we, we can only help people at the level of which we have the knowledge about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So pull in somebody professionally quickly so that way later on you're not struggling with trying to get them to talk to you or trying to get them right. to express what they're feeling because they're feeling the hurt too. They're feeling the loss too. Yeah. Right. So leave the door open for them to come to you as a safe space to land. Yeah. Now just a, a quick follow up to that and then baby I'm sorry I'm going to turn it back No you're to fine. You. Mm -mm. Now a lot of it for me the reason that no one could is because the closest people to me at the time, my mother, my grandparents, my aunties, my uncle, they especially my mother, mm -hmm. she was broken. Mm -hmm. So she was already broken before she came into the situation mm -hmm. of losing her son. And then after losing her son, it was like all bets are off. It's like everything at that point has crumbled. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, you know, sit down and have the conversation and open the door of dialogue. But how does one do that if they're broken as well? That's when you have to pull in that professional help. Okay. Because if you're two broke people can't break, can't heal each other. Right. right. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to remember the Bible says iron sharpens iron. Right. So if your knife is dull, what am I going to do? Right. You're just going to cause another wound. You're going to cause an infection. It's just going to spread. Right. You know, so bring in that professional help. There's all like today, since we're, we're on this mental health trend, which mm -hmm. I am so excited and happy about. Mm -hmm. There are so many people out here who can give you that good help. Right. You can go to your pastor, but... As much as I love pastors, and this is no knock to pastors, mm -hmm. unless your pastor has a mental health background, right. pastor can only get you so far. Yeah. And the thing about it, um, one thing I want to touch on is being like a Christian. We tend to think that we can't be angry with God. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. Yeah. And we can't question. It's all we through the Bible. Question. It's all through the Bible. Honey, uh, how many? You go through the Bible. Right. Jesus himself. Right. Ask the question yeah. to his, and he knew the answer. Yeah. Yes, but we, you know, we. If your pastor doesn't have that background, unfortunately, it can sometimes it can do more damage than good. Mm -hmm. So be open to pulling in the professional help. Mm -hmm. And as a black community, you know, for all the family that's, that's African American, mm -hmm. even Hispanic folk, we tend to not want to pull in people like they can't tell me what to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Baby, how's that working for you though? Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to pull in that professional help. If you start off with a school counselor, a school counselor may be able to guide you to somebody right. who's able to break through to your child. Right. You know, but you just have to be open to being able to do that. Mm -hmm. And as some, if you're hurting, you may be the one that sets the example. Okay, I'm broken. Let me go get somebody who mm -hmm. can help put the pieces back right. together. Right. You know, is there? Here's the thing: when you were talk, when you guys were talking about that too, do is there a time when people don't realize that they are even grieving? Absolutely. Because, you know, my aha moment with you, um, for when my dad passed away, 
I do not, I was so busy trying to make sure that everybody around me was okay mm-hmm. that I don't remember grieving. I don't, I don't even, I used to say, I don't even have time to grieve right now. Like it's a, everything you got to do this and you got to do this and you got to do this and this. And it took like one day out of, I think it was two years, I think two or three years of him passing. Yeah, it was almost it was two, two and a half years after yeah. he was gone. Yeah, now he's passed. I am walking in the park, minding my whole business. Got triggered? And but tr- I was like, Lord, what triggered this? Because I was walking in the park and I began to like sob and cry. And I mean, from my soul and I was by myself and I was like, just thinking about him. I'm like, did you not know? To-? Like, it was like, for me, it was like, so you telling me this whole time I thought, here's the thing, I thought I grieved. I thought that I got through it, you know, I said, I said all the good words, you know, <laughs> I, I, I did. I was mm-hmm. like, I said everything I needed to say to my dad before he passed away. We talked about absolutely everything. I mean, we made some promises to each other, even though we didn't know that he was passing because it was suddenly, but I felt like everything that I needed to ever say to my dad, I had said to him, anything that I needed to even deal with him, I had dealt with him. So for me, it was like, oh, so at the funeral and, 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 and helping the family and all of this stuff, I felt that I grieved until two and a half three years and i'm i'm literally hysterical and i'm like so i didn't grieve do people like you said first i don't think people know what grieving is number mm-hmm. one but number two can people really go through and not know they didn't grieve at all is absolutely I, yeah absolutely it's more common than you think mm. because the thing is people think grief is a past tense because listen to what you kept saying i thought i grieved mm. i grieved you grieved that moment ah uh. You still love your dad, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna always grieve your dad. Wow. Like That's I, good. my daughter's been gone 16 years. This past year was the hardest I've been hit in a long time. Mm. And what I what I teach people is grief is gonna always be there. I still get triggered. I was in the car driving, um, and Luther, uh, my mom loved Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, Luther was on. It's time to get up clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of her favorite songs came on the radio. I had to pull over mm. because I just started bawling. Right. And that's because I love my mom. Right. She's been gone since 90. When did my mom pass? 98. And mm. so if you notice, it comes in times where I don't remember exactly when somebody passed away, but yeah. the memory of that person is there. Right. So grief is not final. It is a mm. journey. That's good. It's a journey. That's good. You're going to always have love for that person. You're going to always think about them. It's going to always be something that's going to trigger a memory of them. It's smell. A smell is going to trigger something. It's not that you get triggered. It's what you do when that trigger happens. Happens. That's so good that you said that you, that, because I believe, because I just said it, that you think when the funeral's over and everything is said and done, you've grieved now. You can go for it with your life, you know, until you just said that. It is an ongoing journey yeah. all the time. And I think that people, our family out there really needs to hear that because sometimes people think you should move on. Like for me, I told myself I should just move on. Mm-hmm. He's not here. I love him. You know, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to make him proud. Blah, 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 blah. I grieved until that time happened. It was like, wait, I, it was like a foreign. I was like, mm-hmm. in the girl, we don't your dad done passed away. You don't put a tattoo on your little shoulder. You know, we, you know what I'm saying? It reminds you mm-hmm. the year he passed away. Like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. And I think what you just said is so important that it's a process and a journey. Because I don't think, I don't know about you, Sancho, I don't think we were taught that. that I thought you grieve no, the never, funeral, you grieve, and you're yeah. done. Mm-mm. You're yeah. done. Yeah, it was the concept. I grew up pretty much the concept. Once the castle is closed, mm-hmm. then. That's when it just starts. Yeah, then it's done. That's mm-hmm. what I kind of yeah, grew, grew up with. Yeah, that's what I grew up with. And then also it's. No one, we didn't. No one talked about grief. Yeah, this is true. Growing up, but, and I can I can only speak to my my community and and my family. 
We didn't talk about grief, mm-hmm. which is the craziest thing because, <laughs> and I say it all the time, I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up in a Baptist, Southern Baptist mm-hmm. Christian home. My grandfather was a Baptist minister. You know, I grew up with that. I grew up with the Bible. I grew up with that. But mm-hmm. we didn't talk about stuff like this. We didn't talk mm-hmm. about grieving and, and what it looks like and how to work through grief. We didn't talk about that. So I had no clue because for me, I always, I always thought that too much grief was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to shut it off. Yeah. And that's why you don't stay in grief too long because too much grief is one of those bad emotions. Yeah. And if you stay in it too long, yeah, then all you're yeah. doing is really just kind of crumbling. In your the past. Yeah, you're living in mm-hmm. the past. You're not allowing yourself to move on. So you have to shut it off and move on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm the only person that, that thinks you're like not, that. No, you're not. You're not. Shit. So that's let's let's change this concept right now. We're okay. not moving on. Okay. We're moving forward. Okay. Mm. We're moving forward because we're still here. Right. Right. So we still have to keep moving forward. Right. Whatever that moving forward looks like, whether it's you crawling, because you're going to crawl in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, think of it like baby steps. I told a client this the other day. She was like, I don't know who I am. And I hear this all the time. I don't know who I am anymore because my dad's gone. Mm-hmm. And I said, of course you don't because you're not the same person. Yeah. Ooh. You know, you got to get to know the changes who just you happened are now. without that person. Yeah. You got to, you have to get to know who you are now. Mm. So how we do that, let's figure out who you are. So I had to go through, you know, my framework and everything. You got to get that to work with me because mm-hmm. um, everybody's yeah. different. You know, that's everybody, right. everybody is different. Right. Exactly. But that's the thing I want people to understand. Once you lose something, whether it be a loved one, whether it be a job, whether it be whatever, you're no longer that person that you were at that time. Mm-hmm. You have to get to know this new person. Right. Yeah. And the thing about grieving is you're going to always evolve. Yeah. You're going to always move forward. So moving on makes it sound so final. No. It does, doesn't it? Wow. It does. It does. Yeah. It's not fine. Moving forward. It's a journey. I'm going to always say that it's a journey. It's a journey. I think too, with you saying that, and um, that a lot of people are seasoned people who retired um, or in their season of their life, they could no longer work. Mm -hmm. They didn't grieve that position. And so what happened is that grief stayed with them so long because they didn't do it that they passed away. I really believe that sometimes um, when people retire, I've seen because we've had this conversation before with so many people like my dad retired and next thing I know by next year because he thought that that was his entire that was who he was mm-hmm. and he didn't think that he had anything else mm-hmm. so when <clears throat> if the job is taken from like you're a certain age you can't do this job anymore or illness takes him or her from that position they don't grieve that mm-hmm. so like you said they rot from the inside out and a lot of people season people and I've talked to a lot of and the reason why I say this is because I've talked to so many people who parents that they believe that their parents passed away after that, after the mm-hmm. retirement, after the job has been mm-hmm. pulled, you know, mm-hmm. and because they didn't grieve it and go, okay, that's who I used to be, but who can I be now? Mm-hmm. So it's so important when you just said that just made me think of that as well, though. And wow. the great thing about retirement, though, like, so some some life transitions, you can prepare for the transition. Mm-hmm. So certain things like retirement have a plan. Like, what is right. what does retirement look like for mm-hmm. you? And it looks different for every single person. Exactly. Like, I know how my dream, I would love my dream retirement to be on somebody's beach with somebody's son. Come on now. You know, but if that doesn't happen, what's the alternate plan? Mm-hmm. So having a plan a lot of times helps you be prepared for whatever is about to come. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's the thing with, with grief. Like, like um, 
what I'm teaching in in, in, in a few weeks. Mm. I don't know why I'm about to go into tongues. Y'all doing something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I felt that thing. <laughs> it's what it is. It's what it is, girls. What it is. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be teaching a joy intensive mm-hmm. and, and teaching people how to create and implement their joy itinerary. Mm-hmm. Teaching you how to create a plan. Yeah. So when you get hit with these grief waves, baby, what you going to do? You going to sit there and cry? Okay, you going to cry, but what we going to do after that? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I don't want people to think that you can't cry. You can't feel the emotion. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it, but don't have it hold you there. Yeah. Because you're still a human being. We're going to feel it. Yeah. Do you ever run into individuals comparing their grief? Yep. Like, <laughs> like siblings who lost a father or lost a parent. It's like, well, no, I'm not. I'm not grieving like Susan's grief. Mm-hmm. You know, or so how do you help them through that when when they come to you it's like well and they start to feel bad because maybe how they're dealing with their grief they did a little better they did a little worse how do you how do you deal with that whatever first of all i want everybody to realize you're an individual mm-hmm. everybody's different everybody's going to process grief differently yes Lord. if two people can sit on the couch and watch a, a sad movie and one person cries and the other person doesn't why do why do we feel like grief won't be the same way right right, right. absolutely Everybody doesn't cry when people pass away. Mm-hmm. I remember crying at my daughter's funeral, but then I remember laughing hysterically because some I saw somebody trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I saw somebody trip, and you know it was one of them weird trips where they couldn't cover it up, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh!" And I knew my daughter would laugh at that, and right. I got so tickled, and I'm like, "So I think people thought I was crying. I was actually cracking up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was actually cracking up." But everybody grieves differently. Yeah, and yeah. People manifest grief in a different way. Mm -hmm. Some people get real quiet into themselves. Let them do that. I always say, follow the individual that's grieving. Like, let them lead. Mm -hmm. So, like, for me, I know people will get on. Like, when my daughter passed away, people got on my nerves. I know they meant well. But I felt like I was in a fishbowl. I call it the fishbowl syndrome. Mm. You know how it is you have fish swimming in the bowl and everybody just sitting there looking. Right. right. I'm like, if y'all don't stop looking at me. Like waiting for you to break. Like, break I really want to pick my nose right now, but I can't. <laughs> right. Because y'all looking at me. Right. You know? Like, is she going to break? Is she okay? Right. They're is waiting. She, they're waiting, waiting for they something waiting. to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all can, you know, y'all can actually go home. I need to take a nap. Right. You know, that was just the way that I was grieving. Mm-hmm. But then when... Everybody went back that Monday after we put my child in the ground. Everybody mm. went back to whatever they did, and right. I was there alone. Mm. I'll never forget that. I remember laying on the floor in the fetal position, crying. I called everybody. When my phone was not was ringing off of the hook, my phone didn't ring one time that mm. Monday. And I called everybody. Nobody picked up the phone. And I sat there and I cried. But I needed to do that because guess what? I was like you. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make sure everybody's good. I'm trying to process this. Like, why is her daddy here? What you, what you doing, Negro? Like right. that kind of stuff. Right. All of that. But all of it came in when I had a moment to myself and say, whoa. Yeah. And then it hit me. Mm. But I aired because I was like telling people, this was me. I was telling people because I'm okay. Y'all need to be okay. And that was not fair to them. So I ended up going back and apologizing to a lot of people because they had relationships with my daughter right. as well. And they right. grieved differently. Right. But I was like, look, I'm okay, but it's okay for you not to be okay. Right. Just like it's okay for me not to be okay. Mm. So allow those people to not be okay or to be okay, whatever right. way it looks for them. Yeah. We have no, we cannot control the reactions of people in anything, whether mm-hmm. it be grief or joy or happiness. Like it's their, it's their process. Yeah. 
And so everybody needs to realize your grief journey is your grief journey. You have to walk it out the way that mm. is meant for you to walk it out. So now you, you're going through the grief and now you're going through the journey. What tools and don't give all the tools, honey, because if you want, you're going to need to be in her course. Yes. Um, yes. We'll talk about that. But what tools can you or what can you tell them? Like, how do they, you know, because right now they may say, I'm, I'm not I'm not ready for professional right now. Mm hmm. I know I need it, mm -hmm. mm, but I'm not ready. So what could they possibly do as they begin to get ready through this journey to go to a professional? I know you said, you know, remembering your joy, but what would, what's the tools or one or two tools that you would tell them to do? Well, one thing for sure is getting the word of God. Mm -hmm. like, Come on. For real. Come on. For real. Come on. Even though I said I was angry with God, I ain't want to, I ain't want no parts of him. But he had all the parts of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one thing that kept me afloat was I started looking up scriptures about joy mm. and about grieving because there are several scriptures that talk about grief. Mm. You know, and I started looking at them and I started reading them. And then when I couldn't read, I would, I would have the, the scriptures read aloud for me mm. just so I can just saturate myself in that. Because right. I was like, I, I knew that if I completely stopped looking to God, even though I'm mad at him, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So get in the word of God. If you can't get in the word of God, I got a whole PDF of some of the scriptures. It's mm -hmm. not a lot because um, I want to overwhelm everybody. Right. It'll right. turn into it'll turn into a book. Mm -hmm. But I have a PDF of the scriptures that I personally meditate on still right. when mm -hmm. I'm having a grief moment. Yeah. 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 So people can down, download that for free. Right. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and you can see all my shenanigans. I, I literally show pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. everything when I'm dealing with a grief moment and when I when I'm not so I'm giving tools every Tuesday every Tuesday. of how to do that um you can always um DM and ask questions I answer people's questions live every Tuesday right. so just surround start surrounding yourself with one people who bring you joy mm -hmm. you know do stuff that that makes you smile no matter now as long as it's not illegal now <laughs> We don't condone illegal don't condone activities. Illegal activities. No, yeah. no illegal activities. Junebug, don't get locked up no, and no, then no. say the Crenshaw Corner right. told me to do yeah, it. Don't we, do that. I was listening to them and the professor, and this yeah. is what that we did not. We did not say we that. We did not say that. When I say joy, I sometimes like for me having joy is like I said, watching Golden Girls, watching right. Martin. You and my daughter, she loved the Golden Girls. Oh, she would go to sleep. One of the, the best shows girls. ever. Ever. One of the best shows ever. ever. Sophia. Picture My it. Sicily, nineteen thirty-two. Yes. I, first of all, I say that all. <laughs> listen, when somebody talks, it's like, listen, I say this all the time, y'all, all the time. My Sophia, Sophia, I do have one question for you. Um, we all know. Well, I'm not gonna say we all know, but as most people know, there are different stages of grief. Mm -hmm. In your professional opinion, from what you've seen, what is one of the what is one of the hardest stages of grief that people kind of work through? Anger. Anger. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. look, can we can uh, can we backtrack for a second? Can you give us the name? You don't have to go through them all, but some of the stages of grief, like because I don't think that everybody knows the stages of grief. Oh. So, what is the stages of grief, and then we'll go back to the one that's the hardest. Um, child, you gonna make me pull out my notes? Pull out your notes. Because the funny thing is, I know the stages, but I don't know the stages. Because <laughs> <laughs> you move through them, you know, you're moving, like, helping the people through them. 
Because I just help people identify them. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. But yeah. there's there's denial that usually happens right when someone passes away or mm-hmm. when some, when the event of loss happens. Right. Mm-hmm. There's denial. It's like, did this really happen? No, nah, that really didn't happen. That like, couldn't that happen. happen. Right. Then you go through the bargaining stage where mm-hmm. it's like, God, if you do this, then I'll do this. Or yeah. you try to bargain with the loss. You try right. to bargain with the person that's gone. Right. Then you get to deal with that anger because the reality is going to set in mm. whatever the loss is and you're like angry you start going through the guilt phase of, mm-hmm. of why did this happen and I like, like all of that stuff right um then you get to the point of where you, you feel depression mm. and so that's where a lot it gets tricky mm-hmm. um because being diagnosed with depression right. and actually dealing with depression mm. are two different things yeah 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 so if you're actually being di- first of all you have to see a professional psychiatrist psychologist or physician to be right. diagnosed right. with depression right everybody deals with depression at some time mm-hmm. at some point in time yes. where you're feeling that overwhelming sadness where mm-hmm. you're feeling you know you find yourself crying a lot you find yourself not really wanting not motivated to do a lot of the things that you used to do right where it gets dangerous is when you start having those um suicidal thoughts right you start wanting to harm others like right. you, you really stop completely doing everything that you normally do right right um so that part gets tricky and i think a lot of people get caught up in that and don't realize it Mm. no um but then like i said earlier most people don't get to the stage of acceptance Mm -hmm. where like this happened right i can i i have permission to live my life yeah from this point on right Right. because a lot of times people feel guilty especially when you lose a loved one you feel guilty for living your life yeah you know, I definitely felt guilty when my daughter left here because she was 13 years old. I'm like, how can wow. I live my life? Well, she never even got a chance to fully live her Perhaps. life. Right. You right. know, I can't laugh anymore. Like, that was my laughing partner. Right. And the day that I found myself laughing, I forgot what my own laugh sounded like. Wow. I was like, who is that laughing? Like, girl, it was you. Right. <laughs> girl, don't you hear? Right. Like, it was you. Like, And I was like, oh, I can laugh. Mm. You know, so... People don't realize that you go through all of these stages, and the thing is, they don't they don't come in order. Right, they come whenever they feel like coming. Mm-hmm. So you can be happy go lucky, and the next thing you know, you're ready to fight everybody because you that something's triggered you. That grief has been triggered, and now you're angry. Right. So you have to know what to do in those moments. Moments. And a lot of times, people don't know what to do. Yeah, that's where I come in. <laughs> so you so you said the anger. I'm going to go back to Sanchez's question. So the anger is the one that you see the most where people have a very difficult time yep. going through. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why, why do you think that is? Or what keeps them in the anger phase? Uh, honestly, it depends on the person. Sometimes they don't, if it's a loss, so if it's a death, right. um, they are angry with the person that left and they don't know how to deal with that. They don't think that that's okay. Okay. When it actually is very common, mm. you get angry with the person that's like, "Why did you leave me?" Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I hear that question a lot. Like, why did they leave me? Right. We may not know the answer to that question. Right. Um. And then a lot of people don't. In 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 reality, they don't really know how to deal with their anger mm. in any other situation. Now you now you got grief on it. And I'm married. I'm mad at a dead person. Like that doesn't make make that make sense. Right. right. So we have to um, work through that part. First of all, making them aware that it is okay and you're not the only one that feels that way so when mm-hmm. anytime you feel like you're the only one that's feeling this way then that guilt comes in mm-hmm. then that shame comes in mm-hmm. so we have to deal with all of that 
Yeah. And it's hard for people to be that vulnerable and say, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. And I'm looking at them. Most of the times I'm looking at clients. Once you work with me, you you understand the look. I'm looking no. at them like, baby, you're not the only one. Because guess what? Been there, done that. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. What's, what's crazy mm-hmm. is that I just had an ultimate uh, aha moment. moment. Mm-hmm. Because... It's been 33 years. It's been 33 years since my older brother was taken from me. And I have spent 33 years angry. And I thought I was mad at the world. But then I just realized I'm mad at him. Mm. I'm actually mad at him. Because, and which for me, I know it sounds crazy, but everything that I went through from the time he left, Mm -hmm. I blame him for it. Because Mm. he was supposed to be here to protect me from it. Mm. He was supposed to be here to protect me from myself mm. because that's what he did. Because mm-hmm. that's what he always did. No matter whether he was angry, no matter what I did to him, because I was the annoying little brother. That's <laughs> what I was. Mm-hmm. Because I loved him. I love him so much. And mm-hmm. he was my everything. Mm-hmm. And so he protected me from myself. And he was gone. And he left me. Mm-hmm. And he left me because he wanted to protect somebody else's little brother. Mm-hmm. You left me. You left your little brother because you've been a hero and you are protecting somebody else's little brother that cost you your life. And I f- you didn't think about me that moment. Mm. You didn't think of you didn't think about you didn't think about me and what I needed and what I was going to go through because you wanted to be somebody else's hero. Mm. And you being somebody else's hero caused me 33 years of heartbreak and I realized that I'm angry with him. And I never realized that before. I never realized how mad I am at Terrence and and it's okay. And it's okay. It is perfectly okay. Terrence is probably sitting beside Jesus right now. Like, he finally said it. Like, bro, I already knew this. Yeah. I already knew this. Yeah. So your breakthrough right now, just just set yourself free. Free. For you to go leaps and bounds. So I pray that God redeems that time. Yeah. Those 33 years where he was bound, Father, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. redeem the time. And God, allow him to soar to higher heights that he's never seen before, God. Mm-hmm. Release the guilt. Release, release the it. pain in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You will be mm-hmm. better than you think that you are mm-hmm. at this moment on. Just, wa- oh, just watch, watch what happens in the next couple of weeks. Like, for real. I wish I could tell you what I just saw. Right. I wish I could tell you. Woo. I wish I could tell you mm-hmm. what I... But God, you reveal it to him mm-hmm. in the season in which he needs to know. Mm-hmm. You reveal it to him. And you reveal the plan. And you reveal the strategy. Because mm-hmm. all of that was for a purpose. Yeah. All of that was for a purpose. Yes. And what you felt is not uncommon. Because yes. I told you earlier, 10 years I was in by... I was angry with right. my daughter for 10 years. And I was angry with God for 10 years. But mm-hmm. I was still going through the motions. And mm-hmm. you probably need to tell God that too. Like, I'm mad at you for letting that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that that was the biggest thing for me because once again, growing up in a Baptist, growing up in a Baptist, Southern Baptist home, you wasn't allowed to be angry with God. Mm-hmm. You wasn't allowed to be mad at God mm-hmm. for anything. You wasn't allowed to feel any kind of way. You definitely wasn't allowed to question anything that He did. Or even though, like you said, mm-hmm. in the Bible, there are so many, there are so many men and women of faith that question, mm-hmm. and God was okay with it. And He was like, okay. You, but you're still going to do what I tell you to do. See, yeah. And I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. You know, you can wrestle mm-hmm. with it. You know, you can you can wrestle to your hip break. But you're still going to do mm-hmm. what I ask you to do. Exactly. And and so that for me it was because for the longest time, I was so, I'm not going to say, no, I'm still, if I'm honest, I still Be have honest. my moments. <laughs> well, I am so angry with God. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you can tell me on one hand that you love me the way you do. But then on the next hand, you take mm-hmm. the most important thing. Yeah. Think about it like this, though, with your own children. 
We get angry with our own children, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that negate how much we love them? It does not. No matter what. It does not. So in the natural, so in the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, too, I was watching this show. Um, and this when he just did that because this is the first time that was aham. I've never he's I've never even heard him say that. But um, this young lady was talking to um her boyfriend, and she said sometimes the chapters of your life you have to say out loud. Yes. And I just paused and and I think that that was a chapter of your life that you had to say out loud. Mm-hmm. That you had to say that out loud. And because you said it out loud, they will, like she said, there will be a release in your life like never before. I think that we feel some type of way when we get angry at our loved ones who have passed away. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't want to say it out loud. Yeah. We don't want to even acknowledge that we mm-hmm. feel it. We, it is the most uncomfortable feeling to say, mom, I'm mad at you. Because you left me, right? Mm-hmm. Or brother, I'm mad at you. Or whoever the family member is that I'm mad because you left me. But the power of the spoken word yes. yes, speaks life and death. And the power of saying it out loud breaks so many chain shackles mm-hmm. and bondage. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you're able to say it out loud and hear it. For the first time, because your internal has heard it, but your ears have not really heard mm-hmm. it till you really say it out loud. Yes. And it changes the atmosphere immediately. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to walk through. So I have to say another chapter real quick mm-hmm. since we're here. Thank you, first of all, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Praise being God. here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Because um, I have to say this in this form because I can never have this conversation with this person face to face. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't deal with my mother. Mm. If I'm honest, mm. I could care about, I could, I really don't care about everything else. I don't mm. care about her working two jobs, her not being there, her, I don't, us not really talking growing up. I don't really, I could really care less about that. Mm-hmm. I am angry because it is her fault. Mm. It is her fault. Mm-hmm. My brother would have been home if she didn't let that dude back in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I can't get, I'm not going to say I can't. It's been a problem with me getting past that mm-hmm. because I know she blames herself. That's why she's stuck in where she is. I know mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I can never have this conversation with her face to face because it would destroy her. Mm-hmm. But I have to I have to speak my truth for a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons that it's so hard for me to deal with her mm-hmm. because of the bad choices she made, because of the bad decisions she made, caused a ripple effect in my life mm-hmm. because of her bad choices. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that I just, I it's it's so difficult mm-hmm. for me to deal with her because of her I lost everything mm-hmm. okay I'm hearing the Lord step in. so I don't know if y'all know this I got a little prophetic gift okay mm-hmm. so when when he speaks, it doesn't surprise me okay doesn't surprise I'm me I'm hearing the Lord say you have to forgive you have to forgive yourself for feeling what you're feeling you have to forgive your brother for leaving you have to forgive your mother for the decisions and you have to forgive you most importantly there's a book called I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Okay. I'm going to send it to you. I can see the cover of the book. Actually, let me look it up. But there's a book that deals totally with forgiveness, and I want you to get that book. I just might just send it to you. Um, But I want you to get it because it deals with the very thing that you're talking about. Right. And a lot of times people are like, they have a hard time with forgiveness. Forgiveness is, is not a punk move, and it's not for the other person. It mm-hmm. is for you. Right. Because harboring that unforgiveness what else comes with it? Mm-hmm. All this bondage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this blockage. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that forgiving that you have to reunite with your mother. Like you can you can love her from a distance, 
Sometimes that that is necessary. You can love from a distance, but you got to forgive. Right. You got to forgive. Um, let me see. And also, while she's looking, forgive yourself for feeling the way that you feel about her or towards her. Um, because sometimes we feel like we shouldn't feel that way because that's our mom or our dad or a family member. But you're going to have to forgive yourself for and, let, and be okay that that's where you are with her. Yep. Be okay with that. That you have to be okay with that, and then begin to grow and move and heal from that place, right? And because you, when you said I would never, because what you said was I would never say that to her because she already feels that way and it would crush her. Right. But you not saying it at all is crushing you. If that makes sense, right? It does. It, it's making you know it's crushing you. And so, like she said, that you have to be able to just forgive, you know, and and move forward and slowly in your pace, not the not the pace of anybody else's, but your pace of what you feel that's going to be uncomfortable. But sometimes uncomfortability is good, you know. That's that's what I believe. But yes, ma'am. A lot of times, being uncomfortable just means that you're growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever seen? A plant grow It's got to break through that soil right. In order for it to blossom So you being uncomfortable That makes me excited mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like get uncomfortable yeah. child <laughs> Uncomfortability makes you wiggle too mm-hmm. Make, Makes you wiggle It makes you find your position You know what I'm saying It makes you find your and position And she dances in the chair Yes I But it makes it. you makes you, you know Find your position It's kind of like in Brooklyn, it's that concrete rose that comes through the ground. That's Come it's concrete. It's like the weed and flowers come through the literally man has laid concrete over everything. And this flower and this crack. weed find one crack and comes through there and begin to grow. But don't let me even go ahead. Found it. Do, no, 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 no. That just hit me. Oh. <laughs> that just hit me. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. That was my little ooh, that was good, Shimmy. Because <laughs> when you have a crack. Yes, baby. And, con- and you have a crack in something, and you got, look, two. Th- you can have good things or bad things come through the crack. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you decide. What you want to come through the crack. What's going to come through it. the crack. Um, I, had not in, I had not anticipated on crying on, on, on air goes, airways. It's okay. It's okay. I had anticipated that. Listen, it's all right. The, 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 the thing about what we've always said on the Crenshaw Corner is to be as authentic and honest yep. and truthful. We're not stopping no microphones. We're not hitting no stop button. We're going to just go through because I believe, because we pray before we even do this, I believe that there's someone out there that's saying, thank you, Sanchez. There's mm-hmm. some man out there right now because that because a lot of men don't do what you just did. Mm-hmm. There are men out there going, thank you. You have just released me. I can actually save that chapter of my life, my life out loud. So no, there. Believe me, it was done. What, what it did, what it needed to be done. Yep, that's what it did. It showed up. Did what it needed to be done. So I found it. Talk to me. The book is called Total Forgiveness: A Journey to Breaking Free. And is by R.T. Kendall. And there's a companion workbook that goes along with it. But if you read the book, <laughs> sir. Who's the author again? R.T. Kendall. K-E-N-D-A-L-L. Mm. It's so good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. With that being said, um, first of all, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there now. We're going to need you back. Mm-hmm. You know what? So I'm more than happy to come back. Because y'all fam. Y'all yeah, know all. I love y'all. I love y'all. <laughs> um, we want to be respectful of everyone's time, though. Yeah. So we, um, I'll I'll do that at the end. But um, family, as you know, we always like to end with a final thought. So 
Professor Tracy, we're going to start with you. Mm. What, what final thought do you have for the family? Oh, my final thought for the family. I'm just going to leave y'all with this. Grant yourself grace on this journey. Come on. Say it again, please, for the Grant people in the back. Grant yourself grace on this journey. Ooh. You are a new creature. Mm-hmm. You are worthy of your transformation. You are worthy of your change. Mm-hmm. You are worthy of moving forward. Yes. Just grant yourself grace as you are on mm-hmm. this journey. My gosh. Madam Angela My final again will be Because that thing just touched my whole life Is speak your chapter The chapter that you're trying to keep closed Speak that chapter out loud Speak it out loud There's life and death in the power of the tongue Speak life over yourself And know that the spoken word has power And if there's something that you need to say You need to say it out loud So you can hear it for yourself So you can forgive yourself and go through the journey. Right. That's my final. I am not a surfer. Never have surfed. Mm-hmm. But I know the basic concept of surfing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they teach you is that when that wave hits, you ride with the wave. With the, mm-hmm. You don't ride against it. Mm-hmm. You don't fight against the wave. Mm-hmm. When that wave hits, you ride the wave. The one thing I've learned, I am not a professional. I'm not a therapist, but I play one on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing I have learned is that no matter what you're dealing with, whether it's the loss of a person, whether it's the loss of a life situation, a loss of a job, a loss of a relationship, you're going to grieve and those emotions are going to come. And from personal experience, the biggest issue I've ever had is that I fight the emotions when they come. Mm. I fight the anger. I fight I fight the sadness. I fight mm-hmm. it when it comes. Instead of fighting it, just ride it through. Mm-hmm. Let that emotion ride itself out. Because the beautiful thing about a wave, no matter how big that wave is, it does not last forever. Mm-hmm. That late, that wave has a breaking point mm-hmm. and it will break. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with that sadness. It's the same with that anger. It's gonna have a it's gonna have a peak, mm-hmm. but then it's gonna break. Yeah. And then when it breaks, it's just calm seas after that. Mm-hmm. So just just ride the wave. Ride the That's wave. gonna be my final thought. What you gotta say, babe? I was gonna say, I before we um I don't know if you were going to do it, but is, is it okay? Um, I need people to know about your course, know how to find you, and your podcast, because since you didn't bring that up, <laughs> yeah. okay? I'm going to need the people to know. Oh, yeah. We were going to That's we're gonna end with that. Yeah. Tell, tell the family. Tell the family. Tell the family how to find you. Tell the family where you can be found. It. Yeah. I need, I need it all. Need it all. And if don't you make need something out, we're going to add it. We're going to tell it. So go on and give it all up. Y'all know how hard it is for me to talk about me. Okay? It's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. If you don't, we will. We will. So come on. So come on. Come on. This come on. I know. <laughs> come on. Come on. Well, fam, you can find me on Instagram at Living My Empowered Life, mm-hmm. as well as Facebook. Same, living my empowered life. TikTok, same. Now, I'm telling you that you come to TikTok, you're going to see my shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> like, you just going to just look, I'm still saved, but you know, I'm, I'm my shenanigans. My shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, where else am I? Jeez. Oh, the Charging Station Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what in the world? Please don't forget with one of the greatest theme songs I've ever heard. Yes. Look, that theme song makes me twerk. Hey, I'm just like, yes, I love it. I love it. But yes, the charging station. Um, we talk about grief sometimes on there, but most of the time it's my shenanigans. Yeah, right. shenanigans. You know, mm-hmm. And we will have the Crenshaw clan on mm-hmm. um, the charging station soon. <laughs> so y'all come on over there. What else? Come oh, on we on. have the the art of joy intensive that is coming up soon. Okay, backtrack. Did okay. you just say oh y'all? Yeah. Okay. Just, Let oh. me just say this. <laughs> this is this is her not pretending. She really does not. 
since we've known her, she is very humble. She does not want to talk about herself. If she rolls her eyes at me and suggests if we even attempt to tell her something, she doesn't like us calling her the professor. So this is the reason why we keep doing it so she can understand what she is. But did you just say, oh, tell them about the course? Okay. So the Art of Joy Intensive, it is a segment of what I teach clients one-on-one so what i'm doing is we are teaching you how to create your joy itinerary we're actually getting people prepared for the holiday season thank you so we're getting you prepared for the holiday season by helping you come up with a plan to implement when you get hit with these grief waves and it's so funny we're going to talk about this off air Because if I st- if I say this, we're gonna start a whole nother episode. <laughs> but it was so funny that you talked about the wave. That's why I was over here like lifting my hands. I was like, "Oh God, that's you, that's you, Lord, that's you, Lord, that's you, that's you." But we're preparing people for the holiday season because it this is the time where people experience grief the most. Right. So I want you to have a plan. So that is available now. If you go to Instagram, um, the link is in my bio. Everything the link is in the bio. You'll find everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always hit me up. At hello at livingmyempoweredlife.com if you mm-hmm. want to just reach out I'm there for everybody like I have people DM me all the time and I reply I'm the one that replies y'all mm-hmm. so I do talk to people because I know you need it but here's the thing I do not coach in the DMs mm-hmm. I'll give you a tool you can actually schedule a consultation with me mm-hmm. and I give you a tool but that that tool is just to get you started right the real work comes in when you work with me right and the real work when you work with her there is a fee there is a charge (laughs) so let's be perfectly clear something else she does not like to talk about there is a fee and a charge but i promise you for what she just released on my husband it's well worth it well well worth it yeah and i get all in your business now i get all in your business well that's the only way the breakthrough comes through yes Wow. Um, what oh I want to do goodness. before we before we end mm, is mm, just mm. earnestly thank you, yeah. Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. There is just for your presence. Yeah. Yeah. For your humbleness, mm-hmm. for your spirit, for your joy. Yeah. Because to be honest, what you went through, mm-hmm. it would break a lot of people. people. Yes. But to turn that curse into a blessing. Into to a joy turn it into a ministry, course. to turn it into, like we said, we we joked about it yeah. earlier, but truly changing lives, lives one, podcast one podcast at a time, at a time. one TikTok at a time. Yeah. It is amazing. So just thank you for blessing us yes. with your presence. Thank you for blessing us with your knowledge. Absolutely. And we just appreciate the fact that you agreed to be on our show. Mm-hmm. I Honor. love y'all. Thank you. I love y'all so much. Y'all know y'all my Y'all stuck with me. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> there are certain people in life that I'm okay being <laughs> stuck with. with You're one, one of those people. I'm okay with But praise it. the Lord. We'll, yeah. we'll never send you an eviction notice. No, no. No pink slipping or nothing, None. girl. Nothing. Just nothing. Family. We. Oh, my God. Family, family. We thank you. Oh. So, family, even if this wasn't for you, and I and I'm, I know it was because I know there's somebody. Yes. There's a lot of people out there that, that found a blessing within yes. this, that found a release, that found joy within yes. what was said within yes, yes. the parameters of the time of this podcast mm-hmm. but if it wasn't for anybody else it was for me my god so thank you. i'm thank thankful you. and yes. i appreciate it family we thank you for listening yes. however you're listening whether it's itunes whether it's Podbean, whether it's spotify whether it's amazon music whether it's google podcast whether it's iHeartRadio or on our own personal website at www.thecrenshawcorner.com yes family as always yes. we consider ourselves an interactive podcast because which we means we can be found on the socials 
we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on um, YouTube, mm-hmm. all under the Crenshaw Corner. Yes, we don't tweet no more. No, we don't tweet no, no more. more. We never really tweeted. I don't we just know why we Twitter had for, no that reason. for no reason. Because we was like, you gotta tweet, you gotta tweet. I can care less about Twitter. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Care less about tweeting. But yes. anyway, she got me on a rant. I'm sorry. But anyway, and family, of course, you can always reach us at thecrenshawcorner@gmail.com. Once baby. again, thecrenshawcorner@gmail.com. And as always, family, welcome to our journey. We love you guys. Bye.